welcome back to the Offside Report brought to you by Sportsmates EPL Live app, where you can check out all your football, live scores, stats and news. And the international break is over. Club football returned on the weekend. And once again, the Premier League didn't fail to surprise us. A couple of welcome parties were spoiled with Claudio Ranieri's first game as Watford manager ending in a 5-0 defeat at home to Liverpool, while Tottenham great gate crash the takeover party in Newcastle and we'll share our thoughts on that monumental move for the Magpies shortly. Ollie's under the bus after a third straight league result without a win, failing to record the three points against Leicester. Wolves continue, continue to rise up the table after an incredible comeback win over Villa and fresh off the hot press this morning, Alexandre Lacazette rescued a point for the Gunners to save their unbeaten run and take it to five games without a defeat. We'll, we'll discuss all that plus more on the only weekly roundup of the news and opinions you need. And as always, I'm joined by Al, Mitch and Jimmy. Boys, welcome. Let's go around the grounds. Well, not always. Not as always, Nico, because I missed the last That's episode it. and I was shattered. And there's nothing more I enjoy than chatting to my mate. So I enjoy being here. I enjoy talking to you guys, even Al sometimes. So it's not too bad, but I'm... Um, I'm excited to be back because I, I missed you guys. What did I miss out on the last episode? Well, I was going to say I miss you, Jimmy, as well. To Thank be fair. you. Um, well, <laughs> we, were, we were actually talking about Leicester last last time around. So, you know, they're struggling and Brendan Rodgers could be the next one to go and so God. on. Um, yep. and, and Mitch, you know, you're saying that the top four has been sewn up. Are you uh, still still thinking that now? Um, look, I'd like to start off by saying I was thinking Brendan Rodgers was pretty safe still. Um, but yeah, the top four is an interesting one now. Um, I do keep forgetting that United like to lose games they should win. Why so was you bad, that's... Mitch? I'm not even going to put any sugarcoating on Why are we bad? Like, why isn't the midfield good enough? We're on paper, is it that on FIFA, we win the title. On paper, it's fantastic. <laughs> why are we so bad? Tell me. Because it's not you and I playing FIFA. That's the That's difference, true. Jimmy. We would win it. You know, we, we could get in there and we could fix it all if it was FIFA. But it, the issue is it's Ole. Um, yeah, look, but, but, but also to... Nick, Nick's body had a go at him. But to be fair, his away record is fantastic. It's the first away loss in a long time. So it's not too bad. It's not all doom and gloom like Nick makes it out to be. And just before, sorry, can I say, before yeah. we get into yeah. this podcast, because there was <laughs> a couple of things that annoyed me, is that Nick goes on social media and acts like Liverpool have already won the title. They are playing a team who is woeful, horrible. It's, it's <laughs> it, They could, honestly, Al could go back to his old folks' home and grab about 11 blokes who could put up a better fight than Watford. The first goal goes in, their heads are down. It's just a little harsh. That's a little harsh. I mean, it's not a big win. Fair enough. Whatever. They get the result. That's fine. But it doesn't mean much, to be honest. And then Tottenham just got over the line against a Newcastle team who is the worst Newcastle side in the history of the club. So before you guys go and get into it and celebrate (laughs) and everything like that, just remember where you are. Okay. It's a win. That's it. Let's move straight on. You're a funny man, honestly. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You can only you can only beat who you play against. And that's fine. Now, but not everyone goes I mean, on social media and just brags about it the whole weekend. I didn't, I didn't brag about it, mate. I just go on there and I talk about talk about the game like I always do every single week. I'm always there supporting win or lose, Jimmy. Um, but we should get stuck into this. Uh, let's kick things off with UL and the big news over the international break of the takeover of Newcastle oh, United. Gone to Spurs. Yeah, well, yeah, the Newcastle United takeover. Or sh- as you pointed out, Nick, the other day, the Newcastle Oilers. Should we, start, should we call them that now? That's it. So, I like that name. It's brilliant, I thought. 
According to reports, Newcastle United are now the richest club in the world. Yes. So um, overnight, crazy overnight. It's like winning the football lottery overnight, isn't it? The actual takeover mm. was around three hundred million pounds, but you know that's a crazy. drop in the ocean for their for their new yeah. owners, uh, the PIF or their their majority stakeholders. That it's basically the Saudi government's public investment fund, and they've got billions. Uh, you know they've got investments in other brands like. Disney, Facebook, and mm. quite interestingly, interestingly, Pfizer. Oh, uh, but what do you think about uh, the, the takeover, guys? Well, I was going to ask you, Al, because you know you're on the ground there in London most of the time. But what, because it didn't get passed a, a few years back when they tried, because there was some human rights issues, and some bloke wanted someone else killed, and there was a little bit underground stuff going on. So why was it passed this time? What was the difference from now and and back then? Well, that's it. I mean, how they sanctioned it, I don't know. I mean, it's apparently, allegedly, yeah, they've got the human, they've got that human rights track record. Uh, but, but yeah, they, they don't, they don't control the club. That's what they were saying. That's the difference now. You know, they've got eighty percent, I think it is. Uh, still fair chunk. They're still fair chunk, absolutely, and they'll they'll be putting a lot of money into it, of, of course. Um, so I don't think there's really much much has changed, but you know. Couple, yeah. couple of eyes, uh, eyes and and dotted T's, you know, dotted eyes and cross T's, yeah. and that's it basically. Mitch so let's give care us... about people. Do you do you care, Mitch, about this? Oh look, I think it's very questionable that they've come into it again. Um, you know, allegedly, as we, yeah, Jimmy, you alluded to, I'm pretty sure, allegedly again, I'll say it again, they ordered <laughs> someone to get killed, and then the guy, you know, and then now you can own a Premier League club. So that's questionable in the best of uh, at the best of times, but. If we look past that, I think it's exciting. If you can look past that, it's exciting for the Premier League. Um, judging by the fans at Newcastle at the stadium on the weekend, they've already moved on. Um, and they just want to see Mbappe, Haaland, um, probably Salah. Um, who else can we add on to it just starting next weekend? Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting for the Premier League if Newcastle can, of course, stay up. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years with that and you know the extra bit of money they've got. It's essentially sports washing 101, isn't it? You know, they invest the, these these countries invest into uh, different sports uh, just to just to just kind of hide their, you know, what, what's going on over there. I mean, we've seen it with mm. Man City and PSG, haven't we? But you know, enough mm. of that. The Geordie well, fans no, no. are loving it, aren't they? That's right. And and also, when you own a club, it's not about making money. You don't make profit on owning a, a sports club. You actually don't. It's not good business. It's 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 another way. Either you're going to launder your money, or I didn't say that. Al said that. Or you know, it's a hobby. It's great. Good fun. Good on them. But or to sell your other businesses as well and sponsorships and that sort of thing. But a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, what if they get relegated? What if they don't perform? You know, who wants to come to Newcastle if they're sitting just above the relegation zone kind of thing? I don't know. I think it's about money. Surely if you say, hey, come and be a part of something special in the, in the summer transfer, oh, it's not summer, so January transfer, you're going to bring people over. Why wouldn't you come? I think everyone wants like a responsibility. That's what it's all about. You say, hey, you come here, it's your new club, new coach, new manager, new top teams, and come and build this club. It's like playing career mode on FIFA. I think people would be drawn to that, wouldn't they? I don't know. You, you talk about no. Mbappe going to Real Madrid. I'd rather go to Spain than sit, you know, northeast of England where it's pretty much cold, mm. minus 10. No offence to I like Newcastle's a great city. No, that's I've a lot. That's what you said times. before so the podcast. A good place, but you know, it's it's if you're gonna if you're gonna you're gonna balance that out between Real Madrid, you know, Madrid and and Barcelona and stuff like that, you know, you'd rather go over there. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, money money talks, doesn't it? And I mean, I think it was like something crazy, like the 10 richest clubs in the world combined um, don't even make up what Newcastle have at their disposal now. So, I mean, if they offer enough, I'm sure these sort of players will come along. But of course, yeah, it all depends on Newcastle staying in the Premier League this season. They're in the bottom three at the moment. Zero that's wins like, to their name. To say that, Nico. That's because we were saying before, if you add up my wage, your wage, and Mitch's wage, we don't add up to Allen's, who gets paid now as a very experienced pundit. And his mate, who's my favourite now, Lance, we say over here in Australia, Lance, is uh, he was disappointed I wasn't on the podcast the other week. So I'm happy that he listens. And for those guys who are – and he's not the he's not the Newcastle supporter, is he, Um Alan. No, that's Pete. Yeah, that's, that's my mate Pete. Pete. Is yeah. he pretty happy about it? Because outside the stadium, there was some chance. A lot of people weren't happy about these chants. They were getting ahead of themselves, were they, Alan? Just saying, we're a rich club. We're... And all their morals have gone. A lot of people didn't like it. Did you think it was just a bit of banter or they went too far? No, it's a bit of banter. I mean, it's a bit of both. It's a bit of banter. They, they, they haven't seen any um, success in years, right, Newcastle. So, mm. you know, if they do get those players, then, you know, they'll, they're going to win the league. You see mm-hmm. that in the next three, three to five years, they'll, they'll be up there, won't they? But having Is said that, that, having said that, money money doesn't always buy you happiness. Just That's ask true. the QPR fans. True, true. Yeah, they were richer than Chelsea. So is that the time frame we're putting on them then? Three to five years, we expect them to be at the top of the table? Al, <laughs> James, well, yeah, Mitch, James, anyone? Yeah, sorry, I, I was going to say three. Yeah, I said three to five. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. What about you, Jimmy? I mean, they've got to go down first, don't they? As, as Jimmy's pointing out, they haven't, they haven't won a game yet. Well, they've won a game yet. That, I don't think they'll they'll go down. But at the same time, I don't know if it's all about money because you've got to choose the right players as well. It depends. The chemistry is important. Mitch knows this. He's a coach. I mean, you can get everyone you want in the front door, but you've got to make sure the chemistry is right. And it comes from the top as well. Everyone's got to be happy there. And we've, in the past, there's been um, some studies done into this. So the, the amount you play on transfers, that doesn't equate to success. It's the amount of on wage is, is more because that means that more people are happy and happier to stay. And people sign on and stay longer if they're happy where they are. So you've got to get the right people in the door and make sure that everyone is, uh, you know, works well together. So if they can get that right, it's early to say, that's the thing. I, I, it's always dangerous when you're, you're just chucking anyone. It's not a game. It's not FIFA. As much as we'd like it to be, it's not, Mitchell. No, and look, we're all talking about the players. I think the coaching is actually the, probably the more interesting mm. part. And I actually, I wanted to talk about it last week and I sort of just chucked it under the rug a bit, but I think Eddie Howe will be the next man at Newcastle. A um, bit forgotten about. He's been out of a job for over a year wow. now, but what he did at Bournemouth was very good. He's got a lot yeah, of players nice. at Newcastle that um, were with him at Bournemouth, Callum Wilson, um, you've got Richie and you've got Fraser and they all performed very well under him. And I, he's a manager I would have liked to have seen with a wage to play with. Um, and if he's got a bit of money in the bank, he could, you know, he could cause a lot of trouble. And I think he's a young manager that wants to play proper football. That's what we saw Bournemouth play. And he plays an attractive style. And that's something that Newcastle fans would enjoy watching. I'd be interested to get Pete's opinion now. Um, and, you know, the players want to play good football and Eddie Howe can attract. Do you reckon he'd wear a tracksuit? If it was a Newcastle manager, surely they'd give a budget for a nice crisp suit that he'd, uh, he'd put on. He needs a suit. Doesn't, it doesn't happen have... at Man City, though, does it? With Pep Guardiola, he just shows up in whatever he wants. That's right. But it's fashionable. It's not just a tractor. Yeah, maybe. I don't yeah. know. It's his own style. I reckon he needs to suit up. It, it, the money will get to him. He's like Al. You know, he starts to get a big what? pay rise and he, you don't see him anymore and he's too good for you, higher class. I don't know. Well, that is true. That is true, Jimmy. Uh, but I mean, Mitch, I was saying before with with the 
you know, we've got Steve Bruce in there, Eddie, Eddie Howe being the next one. We've got Brucey. Don't you feel he's a bit, I mean, by the time this pod goes out, right, he may have been, uh, I mean, he may have lost his job. And do you think he should have had a, a you know, a better chance under the um, new hierarchy? Well, I mean, we spoke about Watford axing a coach within, you know, and the Watford had a better record. So look at it that way. Absolutely. So, you know, we just look at a record alone. We can't argue his case much better than we could have the Watford's coach. So, look, I think Steve Bruce's, his managerial career is is keeping clubs up and everything else, but it's clearly not working at Newcastle because he does have good players. I mean, Callum Wilson's a good player in his own right. You know, Santi Maximan's fantastic. He's exciting to watch. I reckon that's it, though. I reckon he's got two good players. I agree, Jimmy. That's it. I reckon that's it. He's got two players. Yeah, I was struggling. I was going to talk about John Joseph. I was waiting for you to say three. Yeah, and I was like, Shelby just kicked somebody. He's useless. So, no, look. Shelby's is all right as well. No, he's not. Just because he played for Liverpool. Stop it. No. He didn't play for Liverpool. He's just the captain of the club. Lachelle's. (laughs) Oh, Lachelle's. I thought you said Shelby. No, no, yeah, I don't think. But you know what I find interesting about it all is the when when it got announced and the players and um, Steve Bruce were getting interviewed about it, they're all like, "Oh, I'm really excited. I'm happy for the club." But it also means that they probably will be, or they won't be at the club um, when the uh, owners get down to business to bring in new people in. So they That's sound true. all excited, and I think deep down they'll be like, "Well, there goes my job." Steve Bruce but surely knows he's not going to be the well. manager. It is. You can't get rid of all of them. You've got to keep some of them there, surely. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't know. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it would bring, let uh, some fear creep into their minds. But I don't know. I'm happy for the Newcastle fans and, you know, it's big for them. They've been fighting for this for a while um, uh, or just fighting to get Mike Ashley out. Um, Unlike the United fans and the Glazers, though, uh, Mike Ashley didn't spend any money on that club. He didn't really reinvest into it, but um, yeah, I don't know if I had a concern, this is just, you know, kind of what fans have been protesting against with the super league, you know, creating a massive gap between the bottom teams and the top teams. And yeah, this, this does, you know, it, it goes against pretty much what we, uh, what fans around the world protested against. So yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, But on that game, Al Spurs performance as well. Um, they spoiled the party party in Newcastle. What did you think of them? It did, and it was actually pretty good. It was quite quite fun to watch. And Jimmy, you said they they scraped through, but I don't think they did. I think they they don't. They they obviously w- went down one goal um, pretty two minutes in, and yeah, everyone was even the commentator. Yeah, that's even the comment saying commentator was saying, "Yeah, this is it. This is the start of the new era and stuff like that." <laughs> Come on, Hold and then back. they realised it was Newcastle. It was Newcastle, and then so much space. I mean, that first goal by Tongi on Dombele, on Dombele, it was just, yeah. you know, he had so much space to just take the ball and just put it anywhere in the, in the net. It was, it was, it was pretty easy. He had, but so yeah, much I mean, like time. Kane he had time back to apply for the screen. coaching role as well before he had a shot there. But that was, hey, that was a good. Um, it was actually a positive because. He's he's not consistent, and that's the problem. Neither are Tottenham. Very true. So you've got to get some consistency. At least, at least they looked okay. They did look okay in midfield. So I mean, I guess you can look at a bit of a, a bit of a positive there. And um, your man scored finally up front. So I guess there's some positive. But again, it's Newcastle. That's what I'm saying. Like, of course you're going to beat them. You shouldn't even be in a position where you concede in two minutes. No, no, yeah, no. You're true. It's, it's right. I mean, the goal, the second goal was uh, Eric Dyer. <laughs> what a yeah. great own goal! If you've seen that one. 
Mm. You know, he even had a little chuckle sitting down on the ground there. Yeah. Uh, but, but they didn't really have a chance. Newcastle, I thought, yeah, Harry Kane scoring was fantastic. He's back on the score, uh, score sheet. That was, interesting fact, his 88th mm. goal, away goal, and he's the second highest um, away goal scorer in the Premier League. I think Wayne Rooney would have been the highest ever after that night. He would have got on the gas, I reckon, after that goal, finally (laughs) scoring. But he had to wait for his celebration as well, didn't he? Didn't he get ruled offside first? It did. It did indeed. And then you got VAR that just overturned it for once. Which you're a big fan of VAR, obviously. Oh, it's brilliant. Yep. Love it. (laughs) Well, at least they've done it right this year. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, You know, three, three points, three goals. You know, that's five wins. And we're above United now in the league. So, uh, and Arsenal, well, they're four points behind us, which is brilliant. That's it. And that leads us into our next topic, Mm. United. Um, Mitch, Mitch, uh, what happened down there over at Leicester? There's one man under some serious pressure. He uh, can no longer hide behind the brilliance of, you know, Ronaldo or Mason Mason Greenwood earlier in the season, snatching a few... 1-0 1-0 and late goals and, you know, 1-0 wins. So, mm. you know, I think the most interesting part actually wasn't the game itself because, to be honest with you, it wasn't a shock. It just it sort of nothing surprises me in those 50-50 games anymore. Um, I just expect United to go out and almost drop points. Um, but Ole, interestingly, interestingly enough, in his press conference afterwards, said something has to give. Something has now, to give. As a manager, the last thing I would be doing is putting my head out there on a chopping block saying something has to give because if he's referring to his players, then, you know, we know what it is and it's it's something in that midfield. If he's, but he's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that sounds like he's alluding to himself. And then you had Pogba later on come out and said, we need to find the key to, the, to this change. And he yeah, was referring to the thing, fact yeah. that they keep losing those games that they shouldn't be losing, to be, to be honest. They keep dropping points where they shouldn't drop points. And it's has a lot to do with that midfield, has a lot to do with the fact that they don't look like a team that, is together at all. Um, and we can argue, yeah, they've signed new players, but that, that doesn't cut it. It, it. it does not cut it. You can't make the mistakes that we're, that they're making. Not at, not at United. You know, you can't get away with this for much longer. And I think Ole knows he's under the pump. He knows mm. that something's got to happen. But in true Ole fashion, he will probably go out and United will win against Liverpool. United will beat Liverpool. You watch. Yeah, and, and this is scary, But this is the most annoying thing because he probably will. He'll probably beat Liverpool. Then he'll beat <laughs> City. And then it's like, oh, brilliant. He's good again. He's not. You know, United players don't like losing. Ronaldo doesn't like losing. Fernandez doesn't like losing. Those players will step up. Greenwood, we saw Rashford in his first game back score. Like, these guys don't like losing. They will stand up and play. But I don't think they're playing for him. I don't think they're playing under any sort of tactics or formation. Or It, it just looks like a team full of really, really good players. You know, like, hey, we were speaking about FIFA earlier. It is. It's FIFA Ultimate Team. You've won the jackpot. You've got $2 million in your account. And you just go and buy all the lovely players that you like. And, but he doesn't know what to do with them. And that's what it looks like. And it's getting very frustrating. Um, and I don't see it changing until he goes, to be honest. So you yeah, want him out? He... Oh, I don't want him there at all. Well, that that <laughs> midfield, you've got no defensive midfield at all. No, got nothing. no. There's so much we, space going behind you. Yeah, there was rumours of apparently we didn't want to chase Rice because we didn't want to make three high-profile high signings in, a, in an off-season. Then we signed Ronaldo, who, you know, believe you me, he'll be worth his money. He'll score the goals he's got to. But it doesn't fix that midfield issue. We've got McTominay and Fred who are shocking. That's it, exactly. What about uh, Sancho? You know, he's 10 games now, um, zero goals, zero assists. You know, well, I mean, he's look, class, at the, look at the grin on Allen as well. He loves that. He, he's loving this. No, no, he's no, loving being out of focus. I think, I think Sancho's great, obviously, being an England boy. Um, mm. And he was fantastic. 
at Borussia Dortmund. So, but he was fantastic at Dortmund, where they had a structure, they had a plan. He knew what he had to do. He knew the lines he had to run. You look at most of the goals they've scored. You, okay, we'll go back to coaching. I was always taught that your team had to have an exact style that anyone could look at hmm. and go, okay, this is how they this is how they want to play. You want to be able to the goals you score. You want to be able to recreate. Yep. You get Greenwood to have that shot, you know, 10 times out. He might score, what, three out of 10? Greenwood's not hitting yeah. that every single day. It's that's, a great that's goal. The point. Yeah, definitely. That's the point because... You expect your players to do that every time. There's so many quality players on that team, and that's the reason why you could snag a result. And there's like Rashford coming on and scoring. Yeah, great. That's great. But that's just keeping... There's no structure. Like you said, there's no fluidity there. They've got individual brilliance. You put Ronaldo there, he's, he'll snag a goal. We'll get a big win. We'll beat Liverpool next week. Don't worry, we will. I could probably. No, I'm, I'm sure, of it too. <laughs> but it does it long term. It's not gonna. It's, it's not gonna it's work. It's not. No. And you look at. I love the fact, and I checked out the EPL live app, um, and noticed that Leicester played a three-four-one-two. Jimmy, do you want to guess what Atlanta play? Yeah, the same structure. They exactly, exactly. The same. That's no, the I'm formation. Not they, to that. they put four past Empoli on the weekend as well. It's only Empoli, but still, City are hard to score. They have got good defenders. They play exactly the Very same defensive. structure, and they put four through. It's it's nerve wracking, and Ole hopefully Ole uses the app and has noticed that too, because otherwise it could be it could be bad. No, he's a big user of the app. He is. He loves Boys, it. Message me I, over there. Yes, Nicholas. I reckon uh, next time we chat uh, next week, uh, United will be without a manager. I think. Oh, I, I think he'll really? go as soon as one week time. One really one's week time. I don't think he will. I actually don't yeah. think he will. I don't think he yeah. will. Okay. I've, I read, I mean, read an article. I read a, an article on EPL Live though, mate, saying that he's he's already been backed by the um by the owners. He's still he's still there. I mean, and EPL Live never lies. They can they can say what they want, but if they lose to Atalanta and then Liverpool on the weekend, he'll be gone. I can guarantee you that. If he scores guarantee. a result in the next, I can. If he scores in uh, a win in the next two games, you know, he it might save his job. And that's if, I mean, the Liverpool game goes ahead because now they're saying that fans are threatening to protest at Old Trafford like they did last season. And that brings up the next question. Why are they, what are they protesting for? It's a can, great question. Can you, can you, United boys, try fill me in on that? Because like I mentioned earlier, the owners have spent so much money on players, Pogba, Sancho, uh, Maguire. These are $80 million, 80 million pound players. Um yeah, what, what are they protesting about? Well, Mitch, you've been part of the protest pretty actively. <laughs> it can only be results, can't it? Because it was. The last time it was all about the fact they weren't spending money. They weren't going out and buying the players they thought they should. And now they've done that. They bought Varane this window. They bought Sancho. And they bought Ronaldo back. And results are the only thing that hasn't come. Um, mm. You know, Ole's done a good job of bringing in players or, you know, the Glazers have done a good job of bringing in the players. But... It's it's at the point where now results matter. And, you know, I said last week the top four was sewn up and it will be if United can actually get some results going their way, which I think starts with Ole out. <laughs> oh, fierce man. In back, in Italy, what they do is that the, they don't protest anywhere else except they go to the uh, they go to the ground, the training ground and just tell the players, hey, pick up your game because we support you. You need to earn your bucks. And they go there and they tell them to their face. Maybe that's what should happen. And well, we I mean, no, if, we it, don't. If, it, no. if it does go through, if the protest does happen, uh, surely the punishment is a deduction of points or even just a forfeit, a 3 0 loss to Manchester United. They, they were what? kind, the FA were kind to United last year. They postponed the game uh, in the middle of a pandemic. 
when the fixtures were already pretty tight at the time. Uh, if if they have to, um, instead of yeah postponing the game, it has to be a punishment this time around. For what? For for protesting last what last season. The- yeah, but the team can't control the fans. They don't. They hate the team now. The fans. Well, the, the something fans has to be done to stop them from it? doing it. Jeez, oh, Nick, I don't know. Well, anyway, hopefully, hopefully, it'll go ahead, and uh, they won't <laughs> be protesting against Ole. I mean, well, I'll be protesting against against the Glazers anyway. But um, that's right. Yeah, as you, as Jimmy said, they've got no excuse really. But hopefully, the game game will go ahead, and uh, United will win. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> 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 but it might, you so know, the right. No one's the with me. There. No one's with no. me. No, as per usual, you stand alone. All right. All right. Well, yeah, anyway, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Hopefully, it does go ahead, honestly. No, no, so, I, Nick, I, I, I agree. I agree. I agree with you, but I will go ahead. It will go ahead, yeah. definitely. All right. That's good. And just plug in before we move on to Italy, Jimmy, uh, mm. plug in a few other gaps uh, across the weekend in the Premier League. Obviously, mm. Claudio Ranieri's arrival. Uh, at Watford was a mixed bag uh, of emotions and reactions from Watford fans. And obviously he didn't get off to the best start with a 5-0 loss at home to my boys, the Reds. That's Great disrespectful win. to Great win. His worst ever loss in his career happened to there. That is disrespectful. Was it really? It, ever. Was it? Ever. He's ne- yeah, that's his worst ever loss. Bloody hell. So, ever. I mean, what happened? Danny Rose... He gets called out by Jim Beglin in the commentary box for being overweight. And obviously being a former Tottenham player, Al, how did that make you feel? Well, yeah. No, we let's just cla- Sorry, let's just clarify. Al wasn't a former Tottenham player. Nick <laughs> no. meant as a former Tottenham player. For the- yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. A lot of people have <laughs> misunderstood that because he does talk the talk. So, I'd, Well, yeah, I wish I was, obviously. Uh, Danny Rose is a legend. He's a Spurs legend. Once a Spurs player, always a Spurs player, until you uh, argue with Mourinho on a doc- documentary. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's gone. To, he's yeah, he's he's hasn't played for a year or something like that because of Mourinho, because he kind of you know got shunted. Mm. Um, so yeah, he's 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 just trying to get back to fitness, and he's been eating the pies on the way as well. But you know, mm. he's, well, he's um, in his twilight of his career, so uh, he wants to enjoy something. He wants to enjoy his life. Just, just, on, just oh, to go away from Alan. No, sorry. And I'm probably going to take your next point too, Nick, maybe. Um, but talking <laughs> about the twilight of a career, I want to talk about the start of a career just quickly. And I'm going to skip over the Watford Liverpool because I don't really care. Um, yeah, no one does. Manchester City. Cole Palmer came on in the 91st minute for City. He's 19 years old. Three hours later, he rocked up to play against Leicester City's under 23s and scored a hat-trick. That's not bad. City are That's producing another bad. good player. That could be say, their next striker. Did you say Colton Palmer? No, Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer. <laughs> but yeah, 19 years old. Debuted for the first team, then rocked up three hours later across the road and scored a hat-trick for the 23s. That's that's a way to start your career. That's a, that's a big day. I'm sure he went out and had a few beverages with his mates afterwards. It's good to see Pep utilising the youth at City once in a while. you got to give it a go. It worked all right when he was at Barcelona with Messi. So, you know, every now and again, just fix it up. <laughs> True, true. Does have a good record. Um, no, nah, but going back, just going back to the Liverpool game for a second. Oh, I need God. to. No, no, no. <laughs> I, only, I just want to bring up one thing because Jimmy, oh, we didn't have. Thank God, internet's cracking up. Here. This is great. Jimmy wasn't on the last podcast, so I didn't get to ask him this. But um, no, he's not the best player in the world. 
I said best player in the Premier League, Mohamed Salah, a few weeks ago. You didn't agree with me. I'm saying I'd say best player in the world now, absolutely, on current form. But you got to tell me. Me. Am I right? Yes. Is he the best no. player in the Premier no, League? Then who's better than him? Give me one because player he get, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. You know why? He gets looked after. He gets Cristiano Ronaldo on current form. You're picking him over Salah. He's still better than him. He oh. gets looked after. Ronaldo's Nicholas. having a bit of a goal drought. He hasn't scored That's, in a couple oh, of games. Oh, a drought. He's, he's not scored for two games. God, let's, let's God help him. No, listen, Nicholas. You, there's always this want to go, who's the next this? Who's the next that? Who's the next Muhammad Ali? Who's the next Kobe Bryant? Who's the next Michael? Du- no, shut up. Because Cristiano Ronaldo hasn't retired yet. And he is the God. And we understand that. The thing is, Salah's been looked after. The players around him have been fantastic. Oh, it's great. He gets All the fed- goals are solo team- goals. He's doing it on his own. A solo goal <laughs> against Man City. Yes, you give him that because it's Man City. Against Watford, Mitch could have scored that. And oh, if anyone didn't see that cut coming... That cut was coming last week. You had seen it. It was the I can't believe they fell for it, and he was able to cut back in on his left and it was, put it mate, through. But but how many how many players were you know in front of him or behind him when he just he just dragged it back, did that cut, right. cut back. It's just it was phenomenal. I thought that which was, which goal was better? It was the one last what last week or the one this you know couple I, weeks I ago. Think, I think against City because it was City. Also yeah. though, we've got to understand. That fantastic play. Don't don't get wrong, but he played at Fiorentina and AS Roma, and we know how solid Italian defense is. So that's where it all came from. Don't forget your roots. He also played at Chelsea, and he didn't still Moe from the block. (laughs) Don't forget it. Oh geez, and just another thing before we move on, I found this interesting too during the week. Um, Ben White, or should I say Benjamin White? Benjamin. uh, Benjamin White doesn't like watching football and never has. So I'm interested to see what you guys think about this. And, you know, how can you be a professional player and not enjoy watching the sport you play? It, it's That's actually pretty common, to be honest. A lot, a lot of these players like to switch off. It's a job for them and then they're good at it. They're really good at it, but they need to switch off when they're home and that sort of thing. There's a lot of AFL players who say it, nearly majority of them really don't watch it on the weekend. It, it's very odd that you, your whole life is it revolves around that sport because you need to switch off. Like there's only so many hours I can take of Al uh, working with him. So there is moments you do need to switch off. What about you boys? No, I agree. I think there's one in particular, one one player at Spurs, Benoit Asuakoto, and he just he just said it was just he did it for the money, just a mm. job, and then he just switched off um, when he went when he went home. He switched off. But even as a kid. Well, for a kid, you're growing up, you're playing, but you obviously mm. you might get bored. Of, I'm not bored of it, but you just it's it shouldn't be the mm. the um, the main focus. Well, the main main focus of their lives. Mm. The Interesting. And Mitch, you're a coach. What do you think about it? Uh, I live sports, so I can't really comment. But as a professional, I guess when you are living it, eating it, and breathing it every single day, you're probably going in. I mean, imagine he's probably going into the changing rooms. Oh, sorry, going into training and having to rewatch the weekend's game anyway with his whole team. With you know, as a group, and then he probably goes with the defending, you know, the defending coaches, and then rewatches all of you know his mistakes or his highlights, what he did well, what he did bad. The last thing after doing all of that, you'd want to come home and do is switch on and watch another game, because you're probably just sitting there analysing it too much, and that's that's probably what it comes down to is you don't get enjoyment out of it anymore. It's a job, so you're sitting there watching it, going, "Oh, I would have stopped him if he turned in like that on me." You know, I'm not Danny Rose; I can actually keep up with Salah. <laughs> just little things like that. You just it's always in your head. So Mitch, you were saying before, right? You know, Eddie Howe being the next Newcastle manager. I mean, it would be great news for for him, obviously. But it's good memory, Al. That was about half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was, 
Oh, I was just thinking about it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's they're the richest club in the world. Do you really think Eddie Howe's going to be the, the first on the list? Surely they'll be going abroad, wouldn't they? Zidane? Uh, look, Conte. maybe not the first on the list, but I think he's definitely going to be up there because he's a player that, one, knows the Premier League. Two, he's proved success with teams that necessarily don't have the biggest budgets, which Newcastle aren't going to want to, want to come out and spend, you know, 400 million next transfer window. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, they're really strapped for cash. Yeah, but they're not going to want to. And, and <laughs> sorry, financial fair play still is a thing. So, oh, yeah, I mean, he did, he, he did get uh, Bournemouth <laughs> relegated, though, in all honesty. Yeah, but I mean, I rate him. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't even good enough for Celtic. Celtic went for Postacoglu over, um, over Eddie Howe. I'm with you, Mitch. Uh, there's something about him I like. He you. plays good football. And Postacoglu is clearly doing a very good job at Celtic, as we all know at the moment. So, you know, <laughs> oh, I, I think Eddie Howe's the man. I don't I don't believe that it was all one way with Celtic. I think he might have been involved in that. But I think he could do the job. I think a person like Zidane's not going to go down there to a club with nothing. He's not going to go there where he's got to build the foundations. And that's what Eddie Howe yeah. can do. Yeah. He can build the, the foundations is, for the next three years. Yeah, the shame is it's not about playing beautiful football, unfortunately. I wish it was because as soon mm. as you start copying goals and don't win, it's the pressure just comes on, and that's that's the shame. I mean, I like the football that he played. It was good, and Postacoglu was speaking that it was always going to be pressure, especially as an international coach, to go over there, and he played great football. He said all the right things in the press conferences. Everyone was mm. excited. As soon as you start losing, well, forget it. I don't care how we play. I want results. Mm. Oh, look, if the long ball over the top works, it works, doesn't it? It's yeah. just it's mm. that simple. I mean, surely on their budget, though, they just go straight to the top, get someone like Zidane's, Pochettino. Yeah. Someone that, Alan, who do you reckon? Who would you pick, Al, if you could pick anyone in the world? Who would it be? Well, for Spurs, Pochettino, of course, if Nuno no, went. Or for Newcastle. It's, it's a Newcastle. <laughs> for Newcastle, uh, yeah, well, I mean, it, there, there are a few few top managers that are out, out, of, uh, out of a job at the moment. So Zidane, Conte, Conte probably is, is, is the mm. best one out there. Kevin fair. Musket. Um, you know, I think Conte would be good. Or Conte give, Draco. Or give Steve Bruce a chance, you know, give him a bit of money and see what see what happens. <laughs> Might as well give Big Sam the job then if we're going to just revert to Steve Bruce. Like, he's a man that knows how to get out of a relegation. <laughs> um, My dog agrees, as you can hear in the background. And he, and he loves money as well. Loves money. Or, or loves Big Sam, doesn't he? We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh geez anyway uh moving on moving on to italy speaking of conte and uh, lots yeah. of Mourinho as well let's go to italy mm. jimmy what's let's going go on over italy. there let's fly over there a lot's happening at the moment in italy first i wanted to draw attention to this was your team al you love these guys because you love venice venezia they got their first win in Serie A in nearly two decades which i mean i know two decades ago al was still in his 50s but still it's a long time might not seem long to you, Alan, but two decades because they come up there, um, not a lot of hope. We told them that we, we said this earlier that their nice kits and the merchandising has been good. So they've been known worldwide for that, but they didn't get the first win until beating Fiorentina 1-0. So it's a big moment for them. And they also got over Sergio Romero. I don't know if you knew that. They signed him last week. He started, bang, clean sheet, first win. What more can you ask for? Venezia, very, very nicely done. Speaking of nicely done, what about Napoli? They're doing extremely well, which pains me because I hate them. I hate the club, but they've played eight and they've won eight. So they're on top of the table. They beat Torino 1-0. It wasn't a convincing win, but still, they've got the results and that's all that's important. But the one we're all favorites, don't they? 
they've got to be favourites now at the moment, but they will drop off. We know that. They will drop. There's no there's no doubt they will drop off. They're, I don't think they, they bat deep enough. They've got some, you know, Aussie men, a, a good player. They've got, mm. you know, they've got Insignia there who can be on and off. Trish Mertens, Koulibaly is strong in defence, but I think depth is a problem for Napoli, and that's always been their issue. And they've always been good before Christmas. We see what happens after it. I don't think they're good enough, but still, they have oh, This is the... Sorry, been, go on. Sorry. They've been consistent though, right? You know, you're saying eight eight games, eight wins. You know, they've obviously got a team there that can can do it. I yeah. Mean, have, they played, have they played Juve yet though? No, nah, well, that's the, that's the thing. They haven't played the uh, the guns. You know what happens though, Alan, and I'll tell you this, is that this is their first... Sorry, they have played Juve. They won, that was day three. They won 2-1. They, 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 <laughs> they, they cheated. They cheated. Don't worry about it. They have. Oh, there we go then, mate. They cheated. They've beaten some teams, but they haven't had... They've had a fairly easy run. The thing is though, that if they win next match, That'll be their best ever start to City are ever in their history. And we know they haven't won a, a, a title since Maradona's been there. They've won two. And that was when Maradona was there in the early 90s. So it's a big thing for their their town, which, mm. you know, I can respect that, but I still don't like them. But, Al, what we were speaking about, who's the number one coach in Italy at the moment, according to you? Uh, Mourinho. They <laughs> <laughs> haven't been doing that well, obviously, Roma. Obviously a bit of a joke, but, you know, Juve, my team as well now. Yeah, um, they are. The, the, the only team that, yeah, the only team the only that you team know. That <laughs> no, was a big win. Juventus held on. Allegri did a masterclass against Mourinho. 1-0 at uh, Juventus' stadium, Allianz Stadium as well, which is good because now Juventus have won four in a row um, and they're looking good. What I liked is, about that though, mate, Mourinho, he was fuming about that penalty decision. I thought was, it was so he, funny. He was all in the, in the, fa- in the ref's face. You know, t- Tommy Abraham scores a goal and it was Fair enough. It should have should have stood, really, shouldn't it? But I mean, you know. No, well, no, I agree with the referee as always. But how good was it to see Chesney pull off a save? Not really. The, penalt- the penalty really save. I, it was I, great. Chesney is one one player that I I detest. You like you don't like him because he was at Arsenal and he was a bit cocky. Yeah, exactly. That's the Jimmy thing. rates him very highly. I rate him highly. I don't take this to the bank. Take this to the bank. He has. The best goalkeeper technique, technique-wise, in the world. His technique is A plus, unbelievable. Mate, did you well, see Kane, Kane scored Me. from a halfway line against uh, Chesney as well? That's you know. fine. It wasn't anything to do with technique. That was positioning. But his technique is a mate is unbelievable. Best. But in the world. saying he's they, the best goalkeeper in the world. No, I said his technique, which I've repeated about ten times. Um, but he made a brilliant save. Penalty save, and it was against his old club. He used to play for Roma, so it was very special to him because he gave away the penalty as well. Good one nil win, and what Mourinho did, he always, he always, no, he shouldn't, no, it was yellow card at worst. It it was fine. He was going for the ball, Um, but he, uh, Mourinho, likes to have a go at the fans. He hates Juventus fans, so he gave him the three finger salute, which has a double meaning. Obviously, wanted to give them the uh, the middle finger, but also that he won the treble with Inter. Read between the lines to provoke them. So, I mean, a little bit of controversy there, but it was good. That's what we like in, in the City R. And he he did actually admit in the press conference that Juventus have the quality and the potential to win the title. And I still think they can. I still think they can rise up there. I think Milan are a contender, but Nick doesn't rate them at all because there's someone that he doesn't like who supports Milan and we know he's very biased. Oh, well, still, so you're allowed to hate right. Napoli, but I'm not allowed to hate any clubs. <laughs> no, well, I can own it. I can own it that I don't oh, like Napoli. They're not my favourite club, Milan. Um, but if hey, if 
I'd give them respect. I'd put respect on their name if they were playing good football, but I just didn't think they were. Even last no, season, I, I called that, that they would drop off, and they did. And, yeah, they haven't lost the game yet. Good on them. But, again, I think I think depth is, for them as well, is a bit of a um, trouble, isn't it? And now a playing Champions bit. League football too on top of it. They are playing Champions League football. They've got Porto and they'll, they'll win that one. But I think their young players are, are playing well and that's really impressive for them. And I don't think they're getting carried away like they were last season before Christmas and saying this is our title to win and getting ahead of themselves. I know how hard it is and how long the journey is. It's only eight games in. But still, I mean, my I like the what's I like what Napoli's doing. Juventus are going to push up there. Um, look, I'd, there is a part of me that would like Napoli to win it for their for their fans, their loyal fans. They haven't won it since the early 90s, but I think there's a long, long way to go. So I'm still mm. sticking with you, Uwe. They'll win, they'll win the title. Didn't doubt you for a second, mate. Um, <laughs> moving on, moving on. Player of the week in the oh, Premier League. Favorite. My favourite. So this is going to be interesting, as it always is. Um, who do we want to kick us off? Go, You go, Al. I go, I go always... First every week. Um, yeah. Well, basically, my player of the week. I thought Eduard Mende was class. Mm. Chelsea at the weekend, um, and obviously Chelsea. <laughs> Little dig there. <laughs> yep. Obviously, Bobby Firmino with that hat trick, and uh, I mentioned him before. Tong- Tongi and Dombele running this show for Spurs, but <laughs> an United United fan. fan I forgot this segment one. was name every player you can think of, and then choose well, a different oh, one no, at the I end. Know, but you've got you've got a. <laughs> Got to give, give give some respect. No, you got to give credit. That's true. That's true. Got to give credit exactly. So, uh, but I'm gonna actually gonna go with uh, Mo Salah again. Oh, God. There was only one. We can't count this. It was Danny Rose started. Any team that starts Danny Rose in defence, it's irrelevant. I mean, yeah, but his goal as well was not just against Danny Rose. It was against. It was, no, it was against, a, it was against a few traffic cones and, and defending <laughs> poles that you put out that I put out from under sixes. That's 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 not the same. It's, oh, that, so got, that, goal, so that goal was a worldie, and that assist as well outside of the foot, brilliant. I mean, that's probably, that's yeah. even with Firmino scoring three goals. He's, he's three tap-ins, but yes, yep, mm. three tap-ins, but. You know, he's still got to score the goal. And an like, assist as well. Right. Firmino's involved in four goals. Come on, you got to give credit. I mean, it's a hat trick. He's got to be. Credit, I'll give credit for Salah's assist. Sure. That's that's the best I'll give. Oh, jeez. Salah's assist. It, it, it'll probably be goal of the season. It'll be goal of the season. God, apologies for everyone eating at home. Uh, we are sorry. You're probably feeling sick about all this <laughs> Liverpool love. Um, I am. Oh, my goodness. Al, uh, surely you're Liverpool? with me. Surely you're with me. Goal of the season contender, surely. I well, mean, you I, voted I, for him. Yeah. I already <laughs> said that before. You know, the, yeah. you've got the city goal. It's pretty much carbon copy of that one. And that was phenomenal. I think that's the goal of the season. This one is mm. number two so far. Yeah. I think it's a fair call. I think it's a fair call. I <laughs> of course you do. I mean, you guys are United fans. You'll do anything to fight against well, Liverpool. Yeah, those, United, those Ronaldo goals, those world-class Ronaldo goals, that those tappings that he did the other day. That's fine. The- what about yeah, Greenwoods? <laughs> Greenwoods was up there. Greenwoods was was a goal of a season contender. That was hit extremely well. That is so. That's probably harder than Salas, to be honest. It was good, but Vardy's, <laughs> Vardy's was better. Vardy missed that. I'm sure he missed that. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Lucky goal. All right, Mitch, give us yours. Well, I'm I'm going to go and talk about the goalkeepers because they don't get enough credit. Um, and Mendy, how how can uh, Al? You mentioned him and you didn't stick with him. 
you know, Mendy actually played a quality team in Brentford, uh, a team that knows how to score goals. And team Mendy that actually- Jimmy doesn't rate, actually. That's another team Who's Jimmy that? doesn't rate. Brentford. <laughs> you you criticise yeah, Liverpool for drawing against yeah. Brentford. They played They're Chelsea crap. off the park. Oh, what crap? crap. Oh, they lost. Geez. I hope the listeners are uh, taking this on board with Jimmy. Mate, come on. It's, it's, uh, don't interrupt. Gotta give him credit. Anyway, yeah. Come on. Okay, go on. Mendy, six, six saves, including one with his head. And that flick onto the bar to end just towards the about, I think it was in the 80th minute, was as good as it gets. And, you know, Brentford actually can feel hard done by. They didn't actually get a result in that game, at least a point. And I think it really, you know, the goal that Ben Chilwell scored was ridiculous. Like the volley was just superb. Um, but I think Brentford really put Mendy under the under pressure. And I think, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. again, credit to the defence, but Mendy was superb and literally saved Chelsea three points in that game, if not, you know, at least two at the worst. So for me, Mendy was outstanding, did it against a quality opposition and inform, you know, attackers, unlike Watford's out of form defenders, Danny Rose hasn't played in a year. Um, and I think that's the only case I need to make. That's It's as simple as that. Mendy, three points. No, it is a good shout. Um, he was on fire. I think it was something like 11 shots to one Brentford had uh, in that second half. So, yeah, he was definitely the reason why Chelsea walked away with uh, all three points. Jimmy, what about you? You know, this week is a lesson for everyone. Um, I think that you should double check the rundown and and make sure that you've written down your selection, which I didn't do because I picked Mendy. And uh, <laughs> I mean, he was my selection. So I, I just echo the thoughts of Mitch, but I think we've got to look after the goalkeepers, which is what we did. When Al mentioned his name, I thought he went for it. I thought I was in trouble. Then Mitch mentions him again. I thought I was in trouble. He was the player of the week. It's You can't deny it. He Goalkeepers especially. And I always think, right, is that you only see who a person really is in moments of crisis or on the field, right? When you're on that sporting field and the pressure's on in the last minute as well, when that ball comes there, the people who don't have it in them, don't have the bottle, don't have the courage, deep inside them, not on external, they can't make those saves. He made that save in the last minute. He is as strong as anyone out there. They don't win that game without him. And that you could say that for a lot of games this season. He is the player of the week without a doubt. Okay, well, who's who's your also, pick anyway? It's <laughs> also very un- underrated as well. He's, he's underrated. You know, he's underrated. Well. He is underrated uh-huh. keeper. Um, so he was who I chose, Nicholas. Uh, but we can put Duvan Zapata up there because he's the first Colombian player to score 100 goals in Serie A ever on the weekend. He scored. So how good is that? Fair enough. Well, yeah. uh, this is Premier League players only, though. That's fine. I pick Mendy. <laughs> no, you can't. We've got to give three votes. You got to. Pick well, I'm someone. happy to change. I'm happy to argue another case in that case. I can, I can argue two cases. I'm not switching. Mitch, who, who do you want to give None. the one vote to? Tillersman. 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 I can't yep. pronounce his name. Yuri Tillersman. Tillersman. Yep. Yeah. One fantastic for Leicester. Literally run the show. And another note, he has now overtaken James Ward-Prowse as the most consecutive Premier League game. So he's Prowse is out. He did 102. Had a red card before the international break. So he's done now. Um, Tillersman is up to 64 on the run. So... You know, a man that can play every single minute and has done. And, you know, he was key in that win for Leicester and, and very impressive. But can I just give, considering Al can give out as many shout-outs as he wants, I want to join <laughs> in too. Um, we haven't mentioned Eric Dyer and Regulon uh, for their outstanding work in stopping the match on the weekend. Yeah, so, I was going to die. How good was that? To yeah, stop the match and go out there and make sure indeed. he was, uh, yeah, all good. And like to talk on another point, it wasn't like it was a defending corner. They were actually on the attack and they chose to stop mm, it. So. Yeah. 
you know, really speaks volume to those two players getting involved and doing that. And I definitely thought that was worth a quick mention. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, Alan. You know, the health, health and things like that, obviously, better, more important than football at that mm-hmm. time. It was good. And then yeah. the latest is that he's in a stable condition. Exactly. So he's, they got out to him at the right time. And then yeah, no, I thought that was brilliant. And it got stopped for about 20 minutes, didn't it? The game um, at, at that point. Yep. Was it 20? Was it about 20 minutes? Yeah, so it was good to see everyone get on board and make sure and, and know that too. So that, like like you said, congratulations to the players for being aware of that, especially Dyer. I thought he was first on the scene. Um, you know, continuing on the positivity, can I just mention, I reckon Lukaku is probably the worst on field this week. He, he was he was gone. He was absolutely oh, no, nowhere Dan, to be seen. Danny Rose takes that uh, and title, the, I think. Maybe. Yeah, Sorry, Lukaku. No, that's true. So Lukaku is a close second because we all said, apart from me, that Chelsea are now complete with Lukaku. And he's, he had a little bit of a good start, but he's just been missing, hasn't he, boys? Have we all changed mm. our opinion? Well, to be honest, we wouldn't be having this conversation if that first goal wasn't brought offside. We'd probably be ignoring it and just saying he did his job and scored his goal. But I agree, he, he, he wasn't exactly himself. He was just used as a battering ram and effectively they kicked the ball to him and he just brought it down. That was it. He was very quiet. Yeah, well, to be fair, I, I don't think it's his, he's scored since uh, since we were saying he was the complete striker. Yeah, right? maybe he listened to the podcast, Al. Bit of a bit of a barren run, absolutely. But you know, these these strikers get so much stick. Look at Kane. Mm-hmm. You know, most Salah will, he, it'll probably go a few games without a goal in the next. You know, he's not going to score again. Starting this weekend. Right. Right. I mean, he scores a, he scores the goal of the season. He still cops stick from uh, some <laughs> selected United fans. So there you go. Yeah, and what about the abuse on Cristiano Ronaldo? You guys are going ham on him. I mean, geez, he's, oh, when's the last time he scored? Please, come on. Just too much these days. I still think Lukaku is a complete striker, and I still think he completes Chelsea, like on paper. Um, you know, classes well, the games permanent. are won on paper. Yeah, that's true. Uh, who was it that came out? I think it was Conte uh, came out during the international break and said um, Chelsea weren't using him right. Or something like that. They weren't playing to his advantages. Um, and he makes a good point. He makes a good point. I mean, if there's anyone out there that can say that, it's Conte because he was on fire for Inter Milan last season. Hey, you um, know someone who's he on can fire. say that. He's already, he's already been at Chelsea and he's gone. So, you know, piss off, jog on. Yeah. He's <laughs> speaking of on fire. He's got nothing to say. He's, he kind of quit, didn't he? He loves, loves to quit after one year or. Yeah, it's, yeah. that's right. Everyone's an expert from the couch, aren't they? I've tried this segue about seven times, but speaking of the couch, um, Al, you, you never miss. And uh, <laughs> what are you watching this weekend? What's the number one game you want to watch? Well, it's that big one, isn't it? Liverpool, Man United. Mm. Man United, Liverpool, should I say? Because it's Old Trafford. That's got to be the one. That's the key one. Yeah. That's um, the one for me. Although, yep. to be fair, the big big derby for us which is a bit of a challenge mm. uh west ham versus spurs is going to be a big one and uh it looks like that yeah they might beat us this week this time which is going to be tough i shouldn't say that but you know that those two games are the, the ones that i'm looking forward to and and al's so worried about this he's eating no carbs in, pro- <laughs> in a process of rice He's just very worried about him because he could help them challenge for the Premier League. Uh, not for the Premier League, for the Champions League. No doubt. He's been outstanding. How good is he? Yeah, he's enjoying his football, isn't he? You yeah. know, they're, they're looking good. They are looking good, unfortunately. Yeah. That's enough. And also that. the um, El Clasico. 
the El Clasico as well. Uh, that's a massive one. Um, same night as Liverpool, Man United. Oh, and that should be a busy night. And you know what else? Yeah, go the on. Derby d'Italia, Inter Milan, and Juventus. That's another one we should be getting up for. Five forty-five a.m. Huge. May as well just pull an all-nighter. You might all weekender. And true, we're free true. this weekend as well, boys. So we can no in curfews. Melbourne lockdown. That's Melbourne. right. Yep, good point. Uh, and what about you, Mish? Anything you're looking forward to? I'm going to go the other way and avoid the big batch. Um, also, Squid Game on. Netflix. Um, <laughs> no, I finished it. That's moved on from that. That's oh, that, okay. that's gone. That's, that's um, so last week. Yeah, that was. Come on, Jimmy. Where were you? Um, <laughs> now nah, the Brent, Brentford Leicester. I mean, last time I said that a game would be interesting, it ended in a nil or draw, and neither team has actually won a game at all this season. Um, whereas this game, I think, should have goals in it. I think, you know, the way Jamie Vardy's playing at the moment, um, finding a bit of form, he could score a few. And, you know, the way Brentford are playing, surely they'll score a few this game. So I think it could be a good game and hopefully high scoring and entertaining. Um, that's a 12 o'clock kickoff, so I'm mm. definitely going to be watching that one. It's actually going to have to set the alarm, so it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good call. And uh, before we uh, clock off for today, Jimmy, you uh, mm-hmm. accidentally moved on to the next topic without me giving the 3-2-1 votes for the oh, no. <laughs> players. No, no, I'm meant to give the three, two, one of oh, the plays you selected. Oh, yeah, you're supposed so, to. We already know. We already know it's the three. It's the, anyway, yeah. yeah. So, firstly, I'll, <laughs> I have to turn this into an article. And when people read the article and see that uh, Bobby Firmino scored a hat trick and got an assist isn't in the vote, I'm the one that's going to be copying all the stick. But really, it's two United fans. Anyway, they've already uh, started. They're sabotaging your internet. <laughs> um. So. With one vote, I'll give it to Tillemans. He was a good shout, Mitch. I'll give you that. Two, Mo Salah. And three, uh, yeah, Mendy, which was kind of Mitch's as well. But yeah, Jimmy. I'll take it. uh, You take it this week. (laughs) Thank you. Take it this week. Uh, But yeah, that wraps it up for another week, boys. So thanks again for tuning in. And thanks again for everyone else listening in. And we'll see you all next week.